0: Hi there, it's Kathleen here and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events. Contact me or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellranby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries, and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the like or follow, and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast. So today, we're going to talk about the... Power of the Valley, and you might say, Okay, well, that's an interesting title. But we all go through valleys in our life, we all have different times in our life. Some of them are big, some of them are not so big, but there are crises, so there are crises. Um, it can be just even some of the mundane things in life. But <clears throat> the other night, um, uh, I was it was in the middle of the night I was coughing a good bit. So I was awake a lot off and on in the in the night and there was also some stuff going on and I'd been trying to figure it out and ponder it and you know was trying to look at it from different ways and viewpoints and so I was in and out of sleep is is my point here. And somewhere in that that night I just heard god say even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil and it's that scripture in psalms 23 that is common it's used oftentimes and at funerals and, and different times and it's a scripture that has been very important to me in my own life and journey but i feel you know ended up falling back asleep and didn't think much about it and i got up the next morning And I just said, Lord, um, you know, here I am. I kind of gave my day to the Lord and I opened my Bible and it, when I opened it up, just opened it up, it fell to Psalm 23. And I immediately got excited because I thought, okay, there's got to be something here that the Lord wants me to discover. And so I felt like I was on an adventure with him. And so I want to share with you today just some of the things that I learned just spending about a week in this passage and looking at it and and some of the things that God spoke to me. And maybe it'll be able to relate to your life. And I hope it'll certainly hope it will encourage you. So in Psalm 23 verse 1, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And that's a common, common, um, you know, passage. I think that we hear. And the thing that stood out to me was I was thinking about when I read that. I was thinking about the problem and the situation I was dealing with, and I just heard the Lord say, "I'm your shepherd, Kathleen. In this situation, and I know what your need." And you're not going to want. And I was just thinking about how a shepherd takes care of the sheep. And the sheep just kind of graze and go on through life, you know, their life. They're not really worried. They've got the shepherd there to protect them. They've got the shepherd there to lead them to the right places to eat. And they just kind of meander through following the shepherd. And it was such a picture of how when we walk with the Lord and we, we choose to follow him and just stay in tune to Him each day, you know, what our life can be like. But it was a real comfort to me. He said, you're not going to want in this situation, I'm your shepherd. All you have to do is follow me. And so I want to pass that on to you in that. In verse 2, it says, He makes me to lie down in green pastures and leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul." And as I pondered just that passage, you know, what hit me is how rest is a weapon. Rest prepares us for what's ahead. You think about it, at night we go to bed, and that rest gives us the fuel we need for the day ahead. Now, there are times when I don't sleep so well, and on those days, it's a little bit harder to get through the day. And I think God is showing us, you know, that, that rest is a weapon. And it is something that prepares us for the journey that is ahead. And sometimes we don't know where that journey is going to lead us. But I think when we're looking to the Lord, we know Him as our shepherd. We know Him and we know His heart. For us, which is one of love and grace and compassion, then we can trust those times of rest and trust that they're going to prepare us and trust to restore our soul. I've just come through a busy time and we've been doing remodeling and I've been teaching in two different towns and and, um, dealing with a lot of people. I've had people in and out of my house and... I've needed my store restored, my soul restored. And just going to the Lord. You know, when sometimes we just have things that drain us. um, And when we have those times and we feel drained, we can go to the Lord and say, God, just restore my soul. Just fill me up. Fill me up to overflowing. But rest is important in our journeys. And in our walk with the Lord, it goes on in verse three to say, he guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And, you know, God right there tells us and tells us that he's going to help us along the journey. He doesn't just abandon us and say, "Here's here's your life, go after it. He guides us. And when we're seeking Him, and we want to do things right, and we go to Him each day and say, Lord, guide me in the right path, help me to make the right decisions. I look to you for wisdom. I need you, Lord. You know, I think God needs us right there. And what makes every day fun for me is that adventure of discovering what He has for me, and those divine appointments, and how when I'm seeking Him, He's going to guide me along the path. My job, though, is to kind of stay in tune to him throughout the day. But he shows me, you know, how to walk right and how to handle situations in the right way. I was dealing with a situation the other day, and the Lord said to me, He said, In this, you need to listen and use your gentleness. And I was like, Okay. Okay, because in my mind, I was already kind of preparing how I'd handle it. And um, the Lord said, no. And I'm glad because I followed that path of righteousness. And things worked out well in this situation. And verse 4 um, is the one that brought me and made this psalm stand out. It says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And this passage became very um, dear to me when I was widowed. And the thing I discovered as I read this was that the valley of the shadow of death, or and that doesn't mean somebody's died. Let me just be real clear on that. It can mean just a dark place in your life. It could be depression you're dealing with. It can be a hard time you're going through with one of your children. It could be a difficult person in your life. It could be a lot of different things. But this passage says, Even though I walk through the valley of the, sh- the shadow of death or the dark place, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And, you know, David knew who God was for him. He knew him as his shepherd. And that word through means that that dark place in your life, whatever it is, is not a destination. God intends you to go through, to go through it. It doesn't mean this is your forever story. It doesn't mean, period, that's it. It means... As you journey, you're going to go through that dark place. But even in that dark place, and whether it's death of a loved one, whether it's adversity, we don't have to fear evil because God is with us. And that's such a precious promise that we're never alone. We're never abandoned. He's always with us. You know, in a rod and a staff, I did a little bit of studying about a rod and a staff. And a rod, so a rod strengthens us. I mean, a rod guides us. I'm sorry, a go- a rod guides us. It's also used in discipline, but it keeps us on the right path. And when we are looking to the Lord, that rod can guide us. And then a staff protects us a protect- uh, a staff is for support, and it can be a form of protection too for a shepherd It's what the the shepherd used to steady himself as he walked along um but it could also be used you know as a tool or an instrument and what I love is what God is saying is a staff supports us. In the journey, and and then it says, "Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me." And comfort, when we receive comfort, it gives us strength. It gives us power for what's ahead. In times of grief, when someone has put their arm around me and just comforted me, um, or encouraged me, or even sent a sympathy card. It helps me, number one, feel like I'm not alone, but it also gives me strength in the journey. It kind of keeps you going when you just sometimes want to quit and throw your hands up and say, what's the use? And I know it's very powerful, and, and if you have people in your life that have lost a loved one, let me encourage you to extend that comfort. You may not have ever gone through anything like that, but just your presence, just your ability to sit there with them Um, To let them talk. You don't have to have answers. Some of the greatest gifts to me were just people that sat and listened. They just listened to my sorrow. And Job talks about that, you know, how his friends sat there and they were just with him. And that gave strength and it, it gave power. And that, I think, is what is so important in there. I want to go back real quick. And when David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Another thing that hit me in that very first, that very first verse was how David declared who he was following and he declared that he was going to be okay. And I think our declarations, our words carry a lot of power. And that is what I feel like David was saying is, wait a minute life is happening but bottom line the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. David knew who God was for him. David knew who God was going to be because he had journeyed with him. He had learned him. David was far from a perfect man. If you read about his life he did some things wrong. Um, You know committed adultery, committed murder and other things but He had a heart after God. So that is what God is looking for with us. Verse 5 says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. And in this passage, the thing that I saw is how God takes care of us. And he provides a banqueting table, even when we have enemies. Maybe your enemy is a disease or an illness or an ailment. Maybe your enemy is your in-laws, or your outlaws or your boss or somebody like that in your life, or maybe it's your spouse. Maybe there's conflict in your home. And even in those times, the Lord is going to provide for us. And that's what a banqueting table means. It means more than enough. It's like going to a party where, you know, there's plenty of food and it's served to you. You don't have to prepare it. You just show up and you're a guest. And I've seen God do that time and time again in my life when I've been going through some adversity. Um... And I felt surrounded by enemies or, you know, have felt like, okay, I don't think I have anybody on my court in this particular situation. God has showed himself strong and mighty on my behalf. And I've literally asked him, you know, Lord, I'm asking you to prepare a table for me in the presence of mine enemies. Let me be at such rest and at such peace. And Lord, I look to you as my provider of everything that I need, but God promises that he's going to take care of us even in that place. And it says when we anoint, it means we dedicate something. And right there, when we dedicate our life to the Lord, when we say, Lord, I'm yours, use me. Lord, um, I'm looking to you in this situation. He anoints our head with oil. It sets us apart. You know, there was a time when, um, this was years ago, but um, there were just a lot of things going on in our lives. And I remember thinking, oh my goodness, I just felt like evil was just against us. I just felt like I had so many um, things and obstacles we were trying to overcome. And I literally took some oil and walked around my house. And, you know, it talks about in the Old Testament about anointing the doorpost of the home. And I remember just taking the oil and, you know, putting a little bit on my finger and just putting it on my door, door frame and just dedicating and setting our home apart to the Lord, dedicating it to the Lord, just making an outward declaration of this house belongs to you. This house is going to serve you. Um, This is the way that our family is going to go. So it goes on in that passage to say that my cup overflows. And that's the thing. God is extravagant. He's abundant. Um, He's generous and he's kind. And I love in this passage that even in when we're surrounded by enemies or maybe we feel that way, he's going to provide a cup that overflows, not one that just has a few drops in it. In verse 6, it says, Surely goodness and mercy or love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, again, in this passage, there's a declaration okay. that goodness and love and mercy, we're going to follow David. And... When I pondered that, you know, I almost saw, and it made me just really question, when I walk along, is what I leave behind goodness and love? Is there enough that I leave that for those that follow behind me, that they could feed on that? And I think when we walk closely with God, when we walk closely with Him, there's that opportunity and i i'm not perfect by any means but that is my heart that where whoever's following behind me in situations that goodness and love and mercy will follow me they will be going they will going be going in front of me but going behind me and what i leave for others to feast on and Then the declaration right there at the end, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David is saying, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to spend time in your presence. I'm going to spend time in your word. That's where I'm going to position my heart. And I think our posture um, and how we position our heart. Is your heart one that's postured and positioned towards the Lord and looking to Him? that's i think the desire of his heart for you and me and you know this this overflow in this passage that means that mercy and love and goodness is running after us and that's a joy that we have when we walk with the lord but thanks for joining me I hope you have gleaned some things through just this passage. I have loved reading it and rereading it and rereading it again. I encourage you to do that in different translations and see what God might want to show you or how he might want to encourage you or challenge you right now where you're at. And um, let me just pray as, as we wrap up. Father, thank you that you're a good shepherd, Lord, that you provide a banqueting table for us in the presence of our enemies, Lord, our adversaries, whatever it is. Father, that you never leave us or forsake us, and that you're full of goodness and love and mercy. Father, I pray we be a people that those follow after us. In Jesus' name. Hey, thanks again for joining me. Uh, Check me out on social media, on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and I'm also on TikTok. I'm giving one-minute inspirational messages there. So be sure and check those out. And if you like the podcast, leave me a comment. I love hearing from my listeners. Y'all have a great day, and I will see you next week.